There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's Do the Right Thing! podcast panel show that wants to do the right thing in any situation for example what is the right way to make a chocolate mousse hold the antlers and dip it in bum first (laughs) (laughs) i'm danielle warden with me trying to do the right thing today on my left an englishman's idea of an irish man it's michael a (laughs) and with him she's like a scarecrow of sue perkins it's lou conrad And on my right, a nun's idea of a slag is Margaret Cable's. <laughs> and with her, he's Mr. Beef and Dairy Network, the natural enemy of arch vegan vigilante the Neg Man. It's Ben Partridge. <laughs> like a circle in a spiral, like a round one in a quiz, it's the importance of being right. Importance of being right. Just like the Queen's assistant who ordered a framed print of Prince Albert from a Soho art shop, I've run into some trouble online. <laughs> In this round, I'm going to give each team a scenario and they're going to tell me what is the right thing to do according to Sarah HTML Geller. <laughs> That's the best one of those I've ever written. There's no more jokes now, it's fine. <laughs> Don't worry, there's nothing else funny in it. You can just... All of the jokes finished. Right. Michael and Lou, remember that sex tape you made with tiny little Prince Rogers Nelson? Sure. Well, the internet has gotten hold of it and they've gone, let's go crazy. Suddenly you're being interviewed by Oprah and Piers Morgan and a child on YouTube who calls himself Influencer 101. <laughs> While enjoying your time in the USA, you pop into Netflix's headquarters to discuss turning your sexploits into a 23-part series, one episode for every position. (laughs) You've just opened a bottle of water that looks exactly like a carton of milk when the earth begins to move. Prince is that sexy, he can bring you to orgasm from beyond the grave. But oh no, it's not the ghost of Prince, it's an actual earthquake. So what is the right thing to do if you're indoors and an earthquake strikes? (laughs) According to earthquakecountry.org. Well, there we go. Have you ever been in an earthquake? Yep, in 1980 and in 1982. Oh. Yeah, it was quite a long earthquake. (laughs) It's a euphemism for the troubles. (laughs) Well, I was in San Francisco, which is where they make earthquakes, both times. But you know what? Apparently they happen all the time in San Francisco. Apparently they're bored of earthquakes. Sick of them. Coming over here. <laughs> wobbling. Have you ever made a sex tape? <laughs> that was my follow-up question. Yeah, I mean, probably an audio one. You know. Oh. <laughs> As a comedian, you've got to record everything you do. 
and then listen back to it and see what was funny. So any time <laughs> I make sweet love to... Yourself. <laughs> yeah. Or horrible love to a person. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I always feel it's necessary to listen back to the recording <laughs> and see where I went wrong. On another, have you ever... This is a, a side question. Have you ever wanked while looking in the mirror? Oh, my God. <laughs> Just to see your sex face. He has, of course he has. Look at him. I don't have a sex face. <laughs> it's it... just like. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cross between sorry and look, it's nearly over. I don't know. They, oh, they no. might be the same thing. <laughs> but you know, I don't have a sex face. No, the only way you would not have a sex face is if you did something different every time. Are you really saying you do a different face every time? Yeah, I do. <laughs> right. We're, we're going to have to see. I am them. known as the man of. Four faces of my sex. Four times. Do one now. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> and I'm trying to, in my head, I'm trying to hear what the recording that goes with that face is. <laughs> Lou, have you ever been in a life threatening situation? Oh, yeah, I have. I have also been in an earthquake. Yeah, brilliant. In what? Manchester. That's not an earthquake. Oh, here we go with the IRA bombing. <laughs> no, uh, we weren't sure. I lived in a very haunted house and we couldn't decide whether it was poltergeist activity or whether it was an earthquake. And neither are plausible, but we went with earthquake. Um, yeah, the bed shot across the room. It was brilliant. Was it on wheels? Yes, it was, yes. <laughs> How haunted was this house? Oh, really? Re yeah. Ooh. <laughs> My bedroom door used to just open all the time on its own. I know. <laughs> when the door opened, did you then see Michael Legg's hand pushing in some recording equipment? <laughs> and a mirror. Those ones that <laughs> go under the cars just to check things. I bet you... Anyway. The whole... <laughs> that used to be my job as a child, and that's true. Oh, my God. Yeah, my parents, would, before I went to school, they'd go, check under the car to see if there's a bomb, and that's true. <laughs> You were the most expendable in the family. <laughs> Five kids, mate. Five kids. Margaret, surely you've not been in an earthquake. No. I've had a very rumbly tummy. Is that... <laughs> you've been in That's any... the most danger I've ever been in. With your earthquakes, did you feel like your life was threatened? Not in Manchester, surely. But... Well, why not? It's just as legitimate as anybody else's earthquake. I felt threatened. I was scared. I skidded across the room. That's enough, isn't it? I hunkered down. <laughs> I just asked my dad what that was. Are we with your dad? Yeah, I was a child in, in 1980. <laughs> I forget. I wasn't just taking a year off to go travelling at 11. What did you do in your earthquake in San Francisco? As I asked my dad old? what that was. And what did he say? He said, it's an earthquake. And then he laughed and laughed and laughed and drank. <laughs> <laughs> said, get under that car, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Safe um, ben Partridge, you've never made a sex tape. <laughs> <laughs> no, not one that's ever sort of got any traction online. Um, <laughs> quite early on, knowing Ben Partridge, he did say, oh, it's a lot of hassle, I'm, I'd go for a cuddle every time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my cuddle tape isn't doing anything online. <laughs> you're, you're quite old, Margaret, you must have taken mm. some uh, Polaroids. <laughs> Polaroids in the bedroom. Oh, you must have taken some Polaroids. 
Um, I did take a Polaroid once, and I was just appalled by how squalid my house looks. (laughs) (laughs) I should have saved a sex tape question for a different panel. Like a sex tape panel. Okay, oh, we'll, we'll finally ask the question. Danielle, Danielle have you made, made a sex tape? tape? No. <laughs> I, I sort of made one. Yes. Was, I not just the ghost. Ha- no, no, no. Well, he might as well have been of all the fucking use he was. But it was quite new in the relationship, and we were sort of, you know, busy all the time. He's interested, isn't he? Look at him. And, um, <laughs> Some friends of mine were perverts and they said, oh, just for a giggle, why don't you make us a tape back in the day when it was like VCR tape? So we pretended to make this tape. We were just having a right dick about it, so it was funny. And then what we did is we ordered a taxi and got in the taxi and sent the taxi driver to deliver it to the front door and say that some friends of yours have delivered this tape while we were hid under the window watching to see whether they would actually watch it. Um, And they didn't. (laughs) <laughs> and we were we were sat under the window for hours waiting for them to watch it and then we just walked home <laughs> so right we'll simplify the question should you try and get outside in an earthquake you're indoors should you try and get outside I think you should try and get away from the earth uh. so go up <laughs> <laughs> jetpack <laughs> use your jetpack everyone well, aren't you supposed to get under something Tough. Like a fireman. <laughs> yeah. Like a, like a doorway or something like that. Aren't you supposed to just hide in a doorway? Yes, or a dog cage. Or a dog cage. Aren't you supposed to do yeah, so? And, and, doorway, and dog tables, cage. Yeah, under a table. Under a table. Yeah. How high up are you? You're just inside. Mm. And you're making a sex tape. Ground floor. (laughs) (laughs) You're making a sex tape. Do you dismount first? (laughs) Or do you try and roll under the table, keeping it all locked together? Depends how tough your partner is. You know, if you're with Ross Kemp, keep him above you. (laughs) Lock him down. I don't know why I'm thinking about Ross Kemp. (laughs) Great. Now we're all thinking about Ross Kemp. That's why we always stick with missionary, just in case it's an yes. earthquake. It's <laughs> falling masonry. What about running towards the sea? <laughs> yeah, that'll trick the earth. <laughs> if you run towards the sea, is there an earthquake in the sea? Because it must be. But isn't that I what causes tsunamis? Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, sorry, experts. <laughs> sorry, it's the question, how do you escape an earthquake? Well, I have escaped Die in a tsunami. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's, it's the Kobayashi Maru. I cheated, but I won. And that is a brilliant joke. <laughs> That fucking stays in the edit, right? <laughs> I mean, the, as I'm, does I'm that. Make sure that clap. <laughs> can you? Can you? No, everyone, shout that clap one more time. Okay, that was too enthusiastic. Yeah. <laughs> They'll know that wasn't true. I like the previous apathy. So, jump in some water, stand in a doorway, get in a dog cage, or put Ross Kemp on top of you, which I think might get a point. <laughs> or what, and under a table. Yeah. Ben, is anybody even close? Ben Partridge is very close. According to EarthquakeCountry.org, so to answer the first question, do not go outside. Exterior walls are very dangerous as windows and facades are often the first parts of the building to break away. Instead, stay indoors and remember the three-point plan. Drop, cover and hold on. 
So actually, minus one for Michael saying he'd run outside to the sea. So, um, Did I say run? That doesn't sound like me. <laughs> Uber. <laughs> the sea, please. <laughs> Three stars. <laughs> anyway, so drop. Drop where you are, onto your hands and knees. Earthquakes may be so violent that you can't run and are knocked to the ground where you're standing. So it's best to drop before the earthquake drops you. You can then crawl if there's shelter nearby. Earthquake studies show that you're much more likely to be injured by falling or flying objects than to die in a collapsed building. So cover your head and neck with one arm and hand. And or Ross Kemp. I guess if that is Ross... Yeah, yeah. OK, a point for Ross Kemp he's there, because he's got an arm and a hand. If a sturdy table is near, point for Ben, crawl underneath it. If no shelter is near, crawl next to an interior wall. Stay on your knees and bend over to protect vital organs. Lou, I'm going to give you a point for saying get under something tough, but I'm going to take that point away for saying (laughs) doorway, because they say don't stand in a doorway. They're no stronger than any other part of the house and won't protect you from falling or flying objects. But Lou, the the bed you were in. Yes. Did you stay in the bed while the earthquake happened? Yes. Okay, so a point for you. If you're in bed, the best thing to do is to stay there and cover your head with a pillow. (laughs) And then, to be fair, that advice stands for most situations, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> and then hold on. Hold on until the shaking stops. If you're under a shelter, hold on to it with one hand and be ready to move if it shifts. If you haven't found shelter, hold on to your head and neck with both arms and hands. Oh. Margaret and Ben, it's yeah. dark. You can smell burning. What happened? One minute we were all getting giddy on free Prosecco whilst watching Bridesmaids on a tiny screen and now nothing. Fucking hell, mate, I think the plane crashed. Yeah, that's it. As you cling to each other, a voice calls out. Does anyone have any brownies? I'm so hungry for brownies. Luckily, you both do as your excellent brownie cooks. You offer a brownie to the man lying next to you. This is the best brownie ever, he exclaims. I'm very rich and I want to go into business with you. I'll give you a million pounds for a 5% share. He offers a beaten and bloody palm. This is your big chance at the big time. So what is the right way to shake hands according to the spruce.com? <laughs> I don't like shaking hands. Do you like shaking hands? I'm not a massive fan, but um, I really hate a limp, a limp. handshake. Yeah. It is the, the and w- a, wet, a wet one. Yeah, it's the worst. My friend um, Jeremy Lim, friend of the show, who did an episode back in series three, he has an amazing story about. Um, he did a concert for Prince Philip, and he did that lineup at the end where everyone shakes hands and has a little boring conversation. And Prince Philip, <laughs> when he got to Jeremy, he put his hand down as their hands met. <laughs> the fire alarm went off incredibly loudly and stopped as suddenly as it began. But um, <laughs> Prince Philip, as their hands met and this happened, just went, <laughs> dropped his hands, and then when it went off, just moved on. <laughs> so I think he must have thought, oh, that was the fire alarm shake. <laughs> his hand was an alarm. <laughs> And that's how powerful a handshake should be. <laughs> ben, did you, have, you ever, have you ever practised a handshake? No. It's one of those things that I always worry I've got a bad handshake. Well, and I always think I'll practise yeah. and then I never do. There's a kind of scale, isn't there? So on one end there's the limp, wet, cold kind of pedo shake. Mm. Uh, the Jacob rees Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of the least popular milkshake options in the... Uh, <laughs> 
in my gone for many years. And then at the other end is the kind of, you meet like a bloke, how's it going? Brilliant. And he's kind of ex-army and they do the crushing hand thing. Mm. Do women do that as well or is that just a man thing, right? Where you... Yeah, they don't really do hand yeah. crushing. Michael, you must have come across these people. Vice-like grip. Yeah. You respect them? <laughs> no. No, anyone who wants to hurt me, I don't respect them. <laughs> I don't like them at all. Michael, would you rather have a wet pedo handshake or a Donald Trump special? Oh, God. Which is, which is easier question. to deal with? A wet pedo. <laughs> Do you know, it's one thing that disgusts me more than a fucking pedophile. It's one that's just got out of the shower. <laughs> Hate, make me sick. Um, I don't like shaking hands when it, and you're wrong. I don't, well, I think you can shake hands with someone. Obviously, that's totally fine. I don't like shaking hands with a friend. It seems weird. Yeah. Doesn't it? It's just like, yeah. hey, how you doing? I thought we were friends, and now this is formal. It's weird. But I, I did a gig, I'd say, maybe about three, four years ago. Uh, I'd never met the promoter before. It was like a horrible winter's night. And I got into the venue, and there he was. And I just went, hey, mate, and put my hand out and shook his hand. And I just, oh, God, your hands are cold. And he went, no, my feet are cold. I don't have hands. So that was weird. <laughs> what? Yeah, he, he literally had fake hands. Oh, I thought he'd given oh, you his, his feet, <laughs> his foot shape, and you'd managed not to notice. His feet in his suit? Yeah. I don't know. What? I Edit thought that bit out. I want the listeners to go, that was weird. <laughs> I hate it when you, when you, you compare, don't you? Yeah. Do you shake hands with people as they come on stage? Because oh, I, I hate, hate that. It. I hate yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And also, <laughs> half the time you hate them. A friend of mine was um, seeing at this gig and really hated one of the guys that she was working with. And just before he came on, she went to the toilet, pissed all over her hand, <gasps> came back on stage, and then just went, Oh, please welcome. <laughs> oh, have a great gig. Uh, and then just walked off and she went, I've just pissed all over my hand. I was like, <laughs> Of course, uh, it, it? piss is sterile. Yeah, I was going to say. So it probably made her hand a bit yeah, cleaner yeah. than before. Yeah. She'd have that at, you know, the door of every ward of a hospital instead of that. Waste <laughs> that money at soap. Why do you just have piss? <laughs> thing is, if you ask a scientist who knows about these things, yeah. shaking hands, you may as well rub your nose in their anus <laughs> for, for how hygienic that is. It's the yeah. least hygienic thing you could ever do with someone else. Yeah. Up to and including rimming, basically. <laughs> but, you know, no one does that on this morning, do they? <laughs> I had a real problem when I first started doing comedy that I don't like being hugged and I'd much rather have a wet handshake than a hug. I don't, <laughs> I don't like the hugging. That's because you're working class. Genuinely, <laughs> <laughs> that's why I've never had a wax. I didn't know what you were going to say. <laughs> God! <laughs> Do they tend to hug you after a wax? <laughs> they're there. You're going to the wrong waxing places and they're crawling all over you. No, you see, I prefer a hug to a handshake. Handshakes make me feel... I do, because I don't have much contact with anybody. <laughs> <laughs> do ghosts offer handshakes or hugs? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just wondered in your haunted house how... How tactile, though. Yeah. No. <laughs> because I've seen Paranormal Activity and it seems that all ghosts do is push things off shelves. Well, there is that, yeah. And then there was one night a man got into bed with me. 
A ghost man. Yeah, which a... wasn't unusual in those days. <laughs> but this one was dead. So, so, yeah. yeah, I noticed that I felt the bed dip. And then I looked over and there was this sort of man was like, shh. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and, then, and then I sort of thought, oh, that's a bit odd, isn't it? And then I looked again and he weren't there. <laughs> Please edit this out. <laughs> Why have we not asked Dania what the fuck she meant by practising a handshake? Yes, good point. So I, as a woman, going in the industry, I want to have a firm handshake and I worry that mine's really crap. Oh. I don't think it's very... Oh, is it Lou, Lou and Dania are doing one now. Yes. Yes. It's quite sturdy. But you also practise your kind of opening line, like, Hi, Danielle Ward, <laughs> Imagineer. Got... You know. <laughs> <laughs> You've got tiny hands, so now I feel like I'm doing the pedo shake because you've got tiny hands. A child's hand. Yes. Can we get uh, doing the pedo shake into the charts? (laughs) (laughs) Plenty of producers who would help out. (laughs) (laughs) So are you going going for power? Yeah, I want to be powerful. I want a powerful woman. Grab them past the wrist to grab their forearm. (laughs) Pull them in close and just go, I will destroy you. (laughs) And then just act like you didn't do it. I'll tell you what, I don't like when I don't really know someone that well Mm -hmm. and instead of a handshake, they want to give you a kiss on cheek. I I can sort of deal with that, but sometimes, has this ever happened to people? They kiss you on the mouth. (laughs) Yeah? No. No. Uh, Who does that? Name them. <laughs> Casper the Friendly Ghost. <laughs> do you not know people that kiss you and they do... Oh, oh yeah. Actually, yeah, there's a, a radio producer who does that. Oh, it's yeah, wrong. Yeah, I don't like it. Creepy, no, weird. No, no, no. And then finger up the arse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah. Pete nah. Pottlethwaite spat on my bottom lip once. <laughs> and then... Sure, sure. <laughs> so I stood there going... And then it was a bit embarrassing. So he obviously thought, oh, I've just spat on her bottom lip. And it was clearly there. So obviously there was that split second of like, oh, we'll just crash on and pretend this hasn't happened. So I thought, ah. so I went to kiss him that way. And he went to kiss me that way. And all that happened was we went uh, like that. And he sucked my bottom oh, lip. Oh, my God. And I was In like... The name of the father. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> But I took it because I hadn't got off with anyone for ages, so I was quite happy with that. How close and now to, he's dead. to death was he? Yeah. Is he dead? Yes. Yeah. That was who got in my bed. I've <laughs> <laughs> oh. kissed any dead people. I'm very polite. If someone spits on me, I just leave it spit sterile, isn't it, Ben? Yeah, famously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You can, uh, no diseases of spit. You can clean out a wound with spit if you've run out of spunk. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> Irrigates the wound, nurse. <laughs> Simplified question. <laughs> How long should a handshake last? Ooh. A second and a half. Per finger. <laughs> How do you shake hands? I think as long as you can get away with. <laughs> yes, I've noticed you're still shaking hands with someone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, really push it. So, if possible, a minute. And I, I'm, not, I'm not joking. I think if you can... Because you're establishing a weird pheromone bond with that person that they can't deny in their animal brain. If this is the real answer, Ben, I'd be very surprised. <laughs> I'm going for the You're point imprinting here. imprinting on them like a baby duck. Yes, exactly, yes. Yeah, they want to suckle me by the end of it. <laughs> or the other way around, whatever it is. <laughs> I would be their duck mother. <laughs> That's what I want to do. 
That's the answer, right, Ben? The others haven't given an answer. Yeah. We've That's because I've got done. it right, so there's no point. <laughs> Michael, Lou, how long? It shouldn't end. <laughs> once you're committed, if you shake my hand, that hand is mine. <laughs> <laughs> my hand, then. Lou? As quickly as possible, so it's over and done with. A, t- a second. A, a little seconds. tickle. A stroke. Yeah, just a... Like that. Yeah. Ben, anybody got any points? Right. Ah, thanks for those, everybody. <laughs> um, so, according to the spruce.com, the handshake should be two to five seconds long. And if the other person continues holding on longer than this, politely withdraw your hand. So, I'm going to take a point off Ben and Michael for saying it should go on forever. Margaret, I'm afraid you missed it, but Lou did say two seconds. No, Lou said two seconds. She said one second. Yeah, but then she said two seconds afterwards. Uh, I said one to two. So, point to Lou. Here are their other tips. Look the person in the eye as you shake hands. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) A mouth something. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get into that. Um, So this next point, I'm going to give Margaret and Ben a point each. Uh, Your handshake should be firm but not crushing. Point for Ben. Offering a limp hand will appear weak. If the other person offers a limp hand, give a gentle squeeze. This can be a cue for him or her to grip more firmly. <laughs> so, point each for that. Um, it's complicated. Well, it is complicated, because their next tip is shake hands in an up-and-down motion. The, hand- <laughs> <laughs> the handshake shouldn't go back and forth or side to side. <laughs> we didn't touch on this, but be aware of your other hand. Ideally, it should be visible and unclenched. <laughs> Wave at them. <laughs> and um, point for Danielle, really, because their last tip is practice shaking hands with friends or family members before you start shaking the hands of strangers. <laughs> Bollocks! No! End of that round, Ben, what are the points? Well, you've got one. I've got one, yeah. <laughs> the points are Lou and Michael have got one, Margaret and Ben have got four. Hey, thanks for listening to Do The Right Thing. Please support us because uh, we want to make more episodes. So go to comedy.co.uk forward slash DTRT forward slash donate. And maybe you can make a little contribution of money so that we can make future episodes. Plus, you'll get a badge that says, I am not a cunt. Uh, <laughs> or you cannot send us anything and we will send you a badge that says, I am a cunt. So it's up to you. Please note, badge is not available. 
Christ, can I have some agony? So in this round, I'll be getting the panel to solve some problems from our audience. But before that, I'm going to start them off with a letter sent to a real agony aunt and see just how bad they are as human beings. So, Margaret, would you please read it out? Dear agony aunt, I used to suck my thumb as a child. My parents tried for years to break my bad habit, but it wasn't until I started going to slumber parties at 16 that I stopped. I am now 27, and a few months ago, I woke up with my thumb in my mouth. (laughs) Since then, I have caught myself sucking my thumb in the middle of the night. It seems to happen when I'm really tired. I am now in a committed relationship and would die of embarrassment if my boyfriend saw me doing it. How can I stop once and for all? Mm. Michael, do you... Scissors. (laughs) (laughs) Do you suck your thumb? Never. I used to go up with someone who sucked their thumb and thought it was cute. It was fucking awful. (laughs) She was eight. (laughs) <laughs> did you mention it to her yeah and I just went it looks really like there's something wrong with you she said I just found it really comforting and I found it really creepy we're not together anymore um, no, in an adult it's absolutely the worst I mean but, you but should be denied it? access to the NHS um, <laughs> you know state pension no matter how much NI you've paid I don't care you're not getting it you know like no as an adult disgusting I'm with Michael yeah it's not that bad, is it? There's loads worse. It's fucking moronic. <laughs> Michael, it would have been worse if she was a bedwetter, surely. Yeah, because yeah. that's my thing. <laughs> <laughs> now, let me have my thing. Yeah, she was traumatised by your bedwetting. But it's hygienic. <laughs> <laughs> what advice would you give someone who wanted to not suck their thumb? What, what advice could there possibly be? That, whoever wrote that is a nutter. Uh, oh, did you write it? Yes! <laughs> I'm 27. <laughs> of course I am. I mean, there's no, no She's one... She's doing it accidentally. She's not saying, and I've taken it up again, you know, because I think it's, it's sexy. Cute. Yeah, but is it, could it not be the beginning of, like, a horrible regression where, like, next week she's, like, shitting in, nappies, in a nappy? Yeah. And, like, you know, it can go, you know... Ben, have you ever yeah. sucked your thumb? Uh, yes, I did for... A bit too long, really. 10 or 11 years. That's too long, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but I think it was... Well, that... it depends on when it started. That, <laughs> that would be really weird. <laughs> yeah, but I just sort of... Uh, just, just manned up, guys. You know, get to a certain age and... Uh, times become a man. I killed my first person. <laughs> and... Um, and I had to leave those childish things behind. Did your mum coat your thumbs with something disgusting? We tried that, yeah. Cat shit. <laughs> <laughs> But it is yummy, isn't it? it? It's surprising. Yeah, you get get a taste for it. (laughs) It's like olives. Um, (laughs) Especially the stuff, um, the cat shit stuffed with pimento. (laughs) When you stopped doing it, did you get like a carrot or something instead? (laughs) Uh, Whittled into the shape of a thumb. (laughs) Because that'd be better, wouldn't it? Much less embarrassing. (laughs) Do you do anything weird when you're tired, Lou? Um, no. Sleeps with ghosts. <laughs> yeah. What do I do when I'm tired? Oh, I love a good episode of Midsummer Murders. <laughs> so, just shove that in your mouth. Yeah, just, I'll just pop that on and, and that sends me right off. <laughs> <laughs> Margaret. Mm-hmm. So the first time you are with a, a sexual partner, yes. is there anything that you're worried about them discovering at night? Oh, God. Yeah, I've been with my partner a really long time now and I've 
can't remember I've what it's like. Well, I've just started doing all the disgusting things all the time. No, I mean, not in a sexual way, in a picking my feet way and that sort of thing, yeah. Do you pick your feet up. in one place and leave a little pile or do you spread it around the house? I, uh, <laughs> I put them on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> The science behind this, I think, is that you suck your thumb because it takes you back to the womb. Because I think a lot of children that suck their thumb suck their thumb up when they were in the womb, I think, is where it comes from. Mm-hmm. And so it's about taking yourself back to that comforting womb-like state. Yeah. So maybe instead... So you just got in a bag full of water. Exactly. You know, <laughs> get in a sleeping bag, dosed with the scent of placenta. <laughs> Placented sleeping bag. <laughs> And maybe that would do the job, and then that would be much more horrifying for the boyfriend in a way. <laughs> Only in a way. But, but at least she's got both hands free. <laughs> I'd get a sharpie, yeah. and then I'd draw a penis on her thumb, so that when she's sucking it, that's, people are like, oh, she's... Yeah, and then she'd die from the poisoning. <laughs> I just think if you're a grown adult and you suck your thumb, we should still be allowed to abort you. That's <laughs> my opinion. It's my choice. Don't you dare tell me I'm wrong. Ben, That's got to be the answer. Who has come close? So the real agony art in this case was Dear Abby at uexpress.com, and she said, um, I've heard from other adults who suck their thumbs, so comfort yourself with the thought that it's not all that unusual. I mean, who sucks their thumb? Show of hands. After they heard that, they're not going to <laughs> Michael's going to try and abort them. <laughs> anyway, she then says, um, something triggered your return to this after quitting for 11 years. Consider keeping a journal to identify what's going on before your thumb-sucking episodes so you can learn what may be causing them. One way to fix the problem would be to avoid getting tired. Um, <laughs> another would be to coat your thumbs with a bitter or bad-tasting substance at bedtime. So I'm going to give Lou a point for Sharpie and Ben a point for cat shit. <laughs> you could also apply hand cream and wear cotton gloves to bed. However, if that doesn't do the trick, simply level with your boyfriend and ask him if it's a deal-breaker. Which, if the boyfriend is Michael, it will be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it always is. Your boyfriend is always me. <laughs> <laughs> Horrible nightmare. <laughs> so now you've seen how a real agony aunt does it, let's deal with some problems from tonight's audience. It's Chris here. Chris with the garden. I'll read it out. We have a dead rat in our garden. We don't want to call the council and we don't want to touch it. It's been about a month. Any creative solutions? Why don't you want to call the council? It's faff, isn't it? <laughs> You just want to get rid of a rat. Just a and rat. it's dead. It's a dead rat and it's just annoying, but I really know what oh, to do with it. Oh, it is annoying. It is annoying, yeah. The noise. <laughs> I can't believe you've just left it a month, though, you lazy bastard. Why don't you dig a hole and just shove it in the hole? Or impale it on a spike as a lesson to other rats. <laughs> <laughs> you shall not pass! a stick and roll it into next door yeah. this happened to me yeah uh, but not with, with a rat uh, with my grandma no uh, <laughs> with, with a fox there was a dead fox in my garden and I was about to go on holiday with the, the morning we found it with the fox <laughs> and the, the travel insurance wouldn't hear of it um, yeah they just love Spain. Um, <laughs> so what did you do with the fox? So I was going away. So I said to my flatmates, 
you're going to have to deal with this because I'm literally getting a flight. I got back two weeks later. It was still there. Oh. It looked exactly the same, but had inflated. Yeah. And I said to my flatmate, why didn't you do something about it? And he said, I thought nature would deal with it. <laughs> like, I think he genuinely thought if he left it for two weeks, it would just be a skeleton in the garden. <laughs> Or a vulture would come and take it away. <laughs> exactly. So then I was like, right, we've got to do something with this. So I cajoled them into going outside. We got a bin bag, double bagged, two bags. I mean, you have to deal with it early because as soon as we picked it up, like a sort of faulty set of bagpipes, <laughs> all this gas streamed out of its mouth. Oh, my God! <laughs> Death gas. <laughs> and it made a noise, a bit like Prince Philip when he uh, shook your friend's hand. <laughs> and it was one of the worst experiences of my life so I would say deal with it early it might be too late for you it's been a month yeah but there'll be less gas in a rat won't there <laughs> maybe just like stamp on it first to get the gas out you know. or you could make a sort of animals of farthing wood puppet show yeah. <laughs> bit of fun if you can find a heron and a badger you'll do you know, what, does it, what does it look like at the moment it's just getting worse <laughs> Can you describe it? Well, it was frozen for a week because of the snow. Oh, ah. so you should have got rid of it while it was frozen. Yeah, that was the golden yeah. time to do it. <laughs> <laughs> the regret in your voice is amazing. My, um, my aunt, my mum lived in rural Canada when she was young, and my aunt, for a pet for a bit, had half a frozen dead crow in a, in a basket. <laughs> it was really, really oh. sad. Yeah. What? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Is that as weird it, as Michael's it, foot story? <laughs> in what meaningful sense is that a pet? Well, she gave it a name and, and you know, Fed petted it. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chris, has anybody given you a solution to your problem? I quite like the um, putting the rat on a stick as a warning to the other rats. Thank <laughs> you, Ben. See, points to Ben. Have we got Liz here? Hiya. Hi, Liz. Liz's problem is my child won't stop eating food he finds on the street. <laughs> Just well, there's a rat nearby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just today, he lay down to lick a frappe-covered straw that was on the pavement. He also collects and chews used chewing gum on the underground. How can I stop him? Do you know what? It's probably fine. I honestly think it is. Really good for the immune system. Yeah. Other people's chewing gum. That's <laughs> what they say. How is he getting at the chewing gum? Well, it's sort of stuck under the seat. And he just picks it off. He came up to me and went, Mum, this is really minty. What is it? <laughs> if it hasn't already lost its taste, it can't have been chewed that much. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. That sounds pretty fresh. How old is your child? He's six. Mm. He's okay. not like 18. <laughs> My dog, his favourite thing in the world is street bread. It goes crazy. Street bread? <laughs> <laughs> That's not a thing. <laughs> Live in Camden, you'd know what street bread was. It's like half Three a loaf of hip bread. bread. Yeah. What is street bread? It's bread that is on the street. <laughs> and have you tried coating the food in cat shit? <laughs> no. <laughs> Do you think he was a dog in a past life? Maybe that's what it is. And he's six years old. He is, yeah. Oh, let him carry on, love. Oh, it's fine. Do then... you feed your child? <laughs> <laughs> Margaret, you've got children. Do your children eat street food? 
<laughs> yes, but only in the middle-class farmers' market sort of way. <laughs> Don't fill up on street bread. <laughs> you could just sort of consider your child to be like a Roomba, if you know where those are. <laughs> a Roomba? A Roomba is a robotic hoover that just oh, does your house yeah. while you're out. Yeah. Oh, lovely. Yeah. You're a lazy yeah. bastard as well. <laughs> Liz, has anybody helped? Uh, enormously, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's check the scores, producer Ben. Michael and Lou have two. Margaret and Ben have six. Wow. <laughs> there are some questions the internet just can't answer, like, what am I allergic to then? <laughs> In these instances, we need to ask an expert. Ask, 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 ask. So in this round, the panel have to work out what an expert would do in a variety of wonderful and frightening situations. So let's welcome today's trained professional. It's worm expert, Dr. Jonathan Pettit. <laughs> Come and sit here. In a moment, panel, you're going to have to second-guess what advice Dr Jonathan would give in some wormy scenarios. But before then, you can get to know him better by asking some questions. So uh, I've often wondered, given how much money the NHS spends on gastric bands and things, could we not just give people a tapeworm? <laughs> because people with a tapeworm get thin because they eat some of their food, right? Apparently the Egyptians did that, yeah. And they're so... famously great at everything. <laughs> <laughs> They were good at incest, too. So. <laughs> yeah. And cats. They like cats. And slaves. <laughs> I think I've maybe hit on a brilliant idea and no one seems to agree with me, but that's fine. Yeah, what's, what's the downside to giving obese people tapeworms? Is this what we're... <laughs> yeah, there are people that treat diseases by giving people worms. You give people worms and you cure them of their allergies. I think the idea is that we get allergic to things because we're supposed to have worms. We all should have worm infections. Um, I know I do. And, <laughs> and, and our immune system gets confused because, well, there are no worms. So it just, well. So given that you know that, yeah. are you full of worms? <laughs> and if you're not, you're a hypocrite. Yeah. <laughs> to stop my baby being allergic to peanuts, should I give her worms? Well, she might get worms anyway, because a certain proportion of children will Ooh. get worms. When I was little, there wasn't a week that went by when my mum hadn't bent me over the bathroom and was looking up my arsehole. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Michael, have you got she any... She still does that with me. <laughs> Michael, have you got any worm questions? Yeah. What is the world's fastest worm? <laughs> Oh, that's yeah. lovely. They're all winners. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you feel bad when you eat spaghetti? <laughs> <laughs> there was a time when I was working on worms that looked like a bucket of spaghetti. Oh, so, yeah, it's... I love it when people take my questions seriously. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favourite worm? The one that I work on. Which is? It's called C. elegans. Work C. with. C. Come on, work with. C. Give them some... Well, well, yes, yeah, we collaborate. Exactly. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Sea yeah. elegans. Sea elegans. And why is that such a magical worm? <laughs> well, they're quite beautiful looking. And we Rainbow. Can, we can genetically engineer them so they're fluorescent Ooh. using jellyfish proteins. Wow. So, you know, that's quite pretty. Yeah. So Lou's mum wouldn't have had to spend so long gazing up there. They would have just... <laughs> neon. Yeah. Neon. <laughs> what worm do you hate? 
What's the worst worm? Is it a slow worm? Is a slow worm a worm or is it a snake? No, that, that's a that's a lizard. It's a lizard. It's a legless lizard. Do you hate slow worms? I hate them. Yeah. <laughs> there, are, there aren't many of them. They're endangered now, so that's oh, okay. Yeah. Not, not because not because of anything I've done. <laughs> <laughs> Sounded a bit defensive. <laughs> I, I once read or heard that back in the olden days, if you had worms, the way that you got rid of them was that you would put a bit of bacon next to your anus <laughs> and then it would sense it smell it poke out and you grab it <laughs> you know like a magician pulling <laughs> hankies out of his sleeve but I'm not sure if that's still the way but I don't think that was ever well, the way in any sense at all if you do it at night that might work so children generally have itchier bums at night who are infected with worms obviously not just generally and that's because the females come down out and lay their, eggs. Bacon. they lay their eggs <laughs> at the opening of the rectum, so to speak, so that that way the child oh. scratches their bum and then transmits the eggs to others. See, my mum never explained that to me. <laughs> I always just thought, oh, it's Tuesday, and here we go. <laughs> so here's our first scenario. Dr Jonathan, like all good scientists, has been in a long-running feud with his arch-nemesis slash best friend slash lab partner. One morning, after a quick emergency wee behind some bins on his way to work and therefore a little distracted, Dr Jonathan discovers his lab nemesis has scattered nematode eggs on his breakfast cereal, but he's already eaten several mouthfuls. What would Dr Jonathan do in this situation? So is a nematode a worm? It's a round worm. Can it get into your brain? Some of them do, yes. Oh, yes. and is yes. that bad? <laughs> it's usually fatal, yeah. Oh. oh. <laughs> Does the worm then become you? <laughs> <laughs> That would be awesome, but no. <laughs> what he would do is yeah. get a bit of bacon. Hold it. <laughs> That's the thing we've hold already covered it, it right? <laughs> um, Can no. you get worms out by uh, doing the Indian snake charming thing? Does that work? I don't think anybody's tried. Oh. It's worth a try. <laughs> I don't think he'd be that bothered by it because he appears to be with the woman who lets their kids eat everything off the <laughs> fucking floor. So I don't think That's he'd be that Oh, is it your yeah. friend? I'm wearing oh. your husband's shirt. Oh, 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 <laughs> okay. Coming, All right, then. First time Whoopsie. I've heard it called that. <laughs> <laughs> sort of ambivalent about them really yeah. that must be hard <laughs> is there a lot of sex goes on with the worming community the worms do a lot of sex yeah right yeah but that must get you on <laughs> if you watch fucking all day long you'll go you know i'm gonna i'm gonna do some of that how do the worms have the sex there are male and female worms but mm. they're also hermaphrodite and they can mate with themselves, though. They make their own sperm. So they don't actually need the males, but the males are sort of hanging around. So if you tell a worm to go fuck itself, it literally will. <laughs> yeah, it might not even yes. go. <laughs> I think he would make himself throw up. Now, Michael, you're a vegan. Oh! What would you do if you accidentally eaten the egg of a nematode worm? Um. CPR. <laughs> Vegans are allowed to give blowjobs, aren't they? Vegans? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're just not allowed to swallow. Oh, yeah, I get... oh, it's thick. No. no, we have to spit it back into the penis. 
Exactly. If you got a parasitic infection, mm-hmm. would you ask the doctors to preserve the worms to save their lives? Listen, I am very proud of my veganism. <laughs> Is a worm really a fucking thing? <laughs> Like, is it a thing? Would you refuse the anus bacon? <laughs> That's the second time you've asked me that tonight. Corn do it their own variety. He yeah. could use that. A bit of bacon. Yeah. Would they go for bacon, Doctor? Yeah. I'm not even sure they're attracted by bacon, to be honest. They're not! <laughs> so we've got Margaret's yeah. throw up. I think, yeah. um, sort of, the other end, like, give yourself the shits. Michael, what do you think Dr. Jonathan would do to get these nematode eggs out of him? I know, he's going to wee them out. Wow, we haven't thought of that. He's going to wee them out. Yeah? Just keep drinking water and wee them out. I'm right. Lou? Wee them out. I don't think he'd encourage them to leave. I think he'd keep them where they are so that they're like a unique arsehole experiment. (laughs) Actually, that is a very good point. Yeah, you're right. He would keep them and he would want you to now refer to him as Brundleworm. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Dr Jonathan what would you do in this situation well there's not much you could do immediately you couldn't throw could you up carry or carry on eating the I'd, I'd probably eating. stop eating the breakfast and then find myself some drugs there are drugs that you can take which will they paralyse the worms so they can't hang on anymore and they just fall out um, <laughs> do, do you then pick the worms up and keep them yeah would you watch yeah, I'd probably... Yeah, yeah I'd have a look. You'd keep them, then. I'd have a look, yeah. Yeah. But I'd probably also Point. want revenge as well. So um, there's a certain type of worm. The, if you're infected by females and males, you're fine, generally speaking, because the females are kept happy. But if there are no males in the gut, the females will go wandering, trying to find males. Yes. And so you can often wake up with a worm sort of doing that, sort of poking out of your nose. Or occasionally they burst your appendix. So that would be... I'd do the same thing, but they'd only be female eggs. Oh, my God. (laughs) I think we've got the measure of you, (laughs) though. Scenario number two for Dr Jonathan. Dr Jonathan has been in the lab for eight days straight working on a new genetic experiment. He won't tell me what it is, but I like to think it's something that turns worms from being straight to being curly. (laughs) Tired and emotional from watching too much Queer Eye, Dr Jonathan (laughs) makes a miscalculation and one of his worms gets massive. It is now the size of Michael Sheen and escapes from the lab. (laughs) Out for revenge, it corners Dr Jonathan in the kitchen whilst he's making some microwave popcorn. What would he do in this situation? A, a worm, is yeah. this? Yeah. A worm The Michael size Sheen. of Michael Sheen. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's out for revenge. And is it in the guise of David Frost or Tony Blair? Like... <laughs> <laughs> yes, good point. Yeah. It's just the size of Michael Sheen. Actually, it looks like it a worm. It doesn't look like, oh, it looks like a worm. Oh, Sheen. Yeah. I was thinking Charlie Sheen. <laughs> oh, it's yeah, so totally yeah. different size, mate. Yeah. <laughs> no. Or Mr. Think? Sheen is very small. So you, you, you do work on genetic experiments on worms? We do, So yes. this is a very plausible scenario. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, OK, let's go with it. Right, it's a yeah. really big worm anyway. What would Dr Jonathan do? Ooh. He'd need to keep it alive, I think, for science. So you l- lasso <laughs> it. You make a lasso out of a rival worm. <laughs> and... <laughs> Uh, no, I've run out. He's by a microwave. Uh. <laughs> what, just make a lasagna for it? <laughs> is it? Is it on the floor or is it standing upright? 
good. It's upright. Oh, well, that makes all the difference. Can it speak? <laughs> no. Then how do you know it's out for revenge? <laughs> <laughs> how do you know the shark in Jaws 4 is out for revenge? You just know. <laughs> Genuinely, the giant worm isn't plausible. But you do do experiments on worms. Yes. Do you ever try and get any of the worm's powers? <laughs> Look, I don't Fair know news. science, but... <laughs> but I really? Do because you've been sounding so authoritative. <laughs> but I know life. No, right, if I was working with worms, mm-hmm. there must be... Superpowers. Yeah. I mean, the superpower probably would be the, the, how many offspring they can make in a certain amount of time. Worms that, that we work tiring. on. Well, they can make they, they can make three hundred offspring within about three days, and they're all copies of themselves, right? Because they're making their own sperm and sperm eggs. So, wow. so they're making clones of themselves. In. I think that's what's happening to my neighbour. She doesn't stop <laughs> that day. Oh my god! Yeah, I think I would I coax it out of the building with some with, bacon, with a, with a piece of bacon, <laughs> yeah. and then just push it in front of a van. <laughs> Try to guess what he would do, Ben. <laughs> so what would you do in this situation, Dr Jonathan? There's a giant worm. So the, the key thing, I think, was in the scenario where it, I'm by the microwave making popcorn. Now, worms are attracted to the buttery smell that is put into popcorn. It's synthetic, so I'd probably like throw a trail of popcorn to lure it away. Or they don't like garlic either, so you, if you had garlic, that would work. So they're like vampires. Mm. So Ben's bacon up the arse. Was close. Not up the arse, no, no. Danielle. <laughs> That's your uh, augmentation of the scenario. But it, it should be popcorn. Buttery yeah, a popcorn. Butter, a buttery popcorn around the arse. And that's how you get the worms out. Yep. That might work. Yep, well, I'll call NHS Direct tomorrow and they'll <laughs> update the website. Yeah, if you've got worms, just go to the cinema, drop your trousers, you'll be fine. Thank you, Dr Jonathan! <laughs> Time to do the wrong thing. Do the wrong thing. Do the wrong thing. Do the wrong thing. In this final round, all the panellists to tell me what's the wrongest thing to do in any situation. The winner gets a non-stop erotic cabernet. <laughs> this round ends when producer Ben has a cry of passion. So, first question. You witness a cop killing in a men's toilet. What is the wrong thing to do? Don't wash your hands. <laughs> See. Hello, hello, hello. What's <laughs> Drinking milk makes you hallucinate. What's the wrong thing to do? Drink milk. <laughs> Yogurt party! Uh, exhume Thatcher. <laughs> That's just always the wrong thing to do. You unexpectedly appear on the FBI's most wanted list. What is the wrong thing to do? Throw a big party to celebrate. <laughs> put, put it on Facebook. You find out the exact day of your death, what is the wrong thing to do? Carry on living your fucking life exactly the way you've been doing this. Make no changes at all. And just wait. What I'm saying is it's happened to me. You know those Thornton's Easter eggs? I'd get them to write it on that. Is it, um, once you know the date of your death, do all you can to get booked on this morning on that day so you can be the first person to die in Eamon Holmes' arms? Ah, <laughs> uh, I just died in Eamon Holmes' arms. <laughs> That's Eamon. <laughs> so that 
that's the end of the show. To quote Hamlet, do you see yonder cloud that looks like a camel? Producer Ben, what are the final scores? Michael and Lou had four. <laughs> and Margaret and Ben had 11. <laughs> well done, Margaret and Ben. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.